0: Welcome to the Happiness Forum with Rhonda and Sandrine. Hi Sandrine. Hi Rhonda. How are you today? Hey, I'm okay. I'm sure you've been watching the news and oh, yeah. you know we've been talking about what's going on. So let's get right to that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's really awful. Terrible. I
1: feel I mean, I, I feel very hurt. But you know it's been it's been going on for a while, and this has to stop. So I know we're here today to talk about that.
0: Yeah. Um. We're mm-hmm. actually yeah for people who are listening maybe at a later date. You know because everybody right now on what's today it is May thirty first, twenty twenty that we're recording this, um and it will come out shortly, uh, but. What we're talking about is um, George Floyd. And, you know, if you turn on the news like today, you'll see like everything, all the coverage on that incident where a police officer killed this man on right on video with four other cops standing around him and a crowd of people trying to get him help when he said he couldn't breathe. Um, And, you know, this is reminiscent of some other cases. This is, you know, by no means it's a standalone incident. We've been seeing these kind of murders, you know, over the months and years. And um, I think, you know, now there is um, a lot of protests, which is great. Unfortunately, they're becoming violent themselves. And this is something we've seen in, in, you know, through again, I think Probably the last time it was like this was 1992. Um, that was after uh, the verdict of Rodney King was read. Um, but, you know, again, we're here in the same place. You know, not much has changed since then. So, um, you know, we're here to talk about that. That's that's what the m- most amazing thing is that
1: nothing must has changed. This is 2020. You would think that, you know, people would evolve, you know, and, and things would change generation per generation, but we are still there dealing with the same thing. And that's the sad part. Yeah. um, It's time for everyone to really talk about it until solutions are found and things are changed. This is the moment.
0: Yeah, and I, I think, um yeah, I do feel kind of like this is a little different, like maybe now, maybe, you know, because I don't think we've ever seen like a slow killing like that, you know, for so many minutes um on video, you know, like, they, like people can't deny it any, you know, they can't say this didn't happen, or maybe it was self defense, because it obviously wasn't. Um, it was definitely intentional and that's why people are angry. It took too long to charge the officer. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, we're here to talk about that, but I know we, we were talking the other day and you told me that it's. Not like that in France you are in here in nineteen ninety two during um those riots at the time like what can you tell um tell us what it was like in in France well first of all
1: when I came here in nineteen ninety seven that was my first year here because you know watching america all my all my life until then I came here i was twenty one So all my childhood and teenage years watching America from across the ocean, we will see America on the TV. And, you know, America was maybe like 20 years in advance compared to us for technology. So, you know, we assume we always put America on on a high, you know, expectation. And we always assume that America is the most, the best country in the world. You always hear that, you know, the most evolved. So we would think that mindset follows technology and that relationship between black and white would not be as, you know, um, as you know, with so much tension anymore. And that was my, my perception when I came here 20 years ago. So I was wrong. But I didn't know at the time because we had a lot of black and white, um, you know, biracial couple in France. It's almost the norm. I know a lot of people that have biracial, you know, marriage and relationship. It's it's almost the opposite. It's, it's almost uh, unheard to see, you know black and white you know in in their corner like marrying each other
0: right and it it was illegal illegal here
1: that we have sorry
0: it was illegal here for a long time you know in, in many different states
1: I know and I realized that not too long ago believe it or not so I came from France with an open mind uh you know with dealing with People, black and white, living together in a good harmony, having children, building families. Like, this is my norm. And that was 1997. And I arrived here, and I met my my ex-husband, who's a black American, and we had two children together. And, um, you know, we, we dated... We got married, we got our children, we started a family. I was still in my frame of mind from Europe because that's what I know. To me, it was my norm. There was nothing to it. But I realized now a few years ago that that was not legal, you know, for a very long time. I mean, maybe, you know, 30, 40 years. I'm not even sure, you know, because it goes by state. Right, right. I'm like, oh, my God, I married this man in America in 1999 and to, today, it's 21 years, you know, later and i didn't know that that was a big step for american to, you know, that was just the the kind of the beginning of the normalcy.
0: Oh yeah, i mean in that you know, kind of
1: yeah. thing, but for me i never saw it that way. And yeah, i grew never-
0: up in the united states, so i was used to i mean, when i was growing up it wasn't very common at all and um in fact yeah if you if you saw um an, like a yeah i mean if you saw anybody on the street um you know where there were you know different races um dating or getting married or anything like that it it was something you know like people would stare kind of you know, longer yeah, now, it's, now it, it's becoming more the norm. I think, I mean, you know, it's becoming very more common.
1: Yeah. But still to, to see all the, you know, all the tension and all the, uh, yeah. the, the how, how people are divided here in the it United will. States it's just blowing my mind. I'm like, come on. I know. But I understand the history though, you know, like where I come from, we don't have that kind of history between right. us race so it's not the same feel at all so coming here me all innocent and not knowing very much you know knowing the history but thinking that it's not like this anymore you know and i'm and i'm feeling bad you know as the year went by because that's when i discover you know reality and how things are really here in this country and it's just breaking my heart because it doesn't have to be that way oh
0: yeah and-,
1: and and because you know and I know we're talking about this today so as a white person you know they're talking about white privilege in America I never felt you know all those things because I never realized I was part of this because I came from somewhere else so I came with my all open mind that for me everybody's equal and all of that so I don't kind of, you know, think about this problem, I want to say, until until recently, until the past few years. Maybe because also my children are grown now and, you know, I see, you know, the thing they deal with. So right. it's different and it's more into my life than it was before. But like I I realize that it's my responsibility, just like anyone else. To, to say something, to to be part of the change.
0: Yeah, absolutely. With, um,
1: with my yeah. own little voice, you know? I, I'm saying that because that's the way we feel sometimes, and that's why we don't say anything. But not saying anything is agreeing and letting things be the same. Right, and,
0: and then sometimes it's kind of scary to say something because you don't want to be criticized or, you know, it- afraid you might say the wrong thing especially when tensions are high like this Mm -hmm. but yeah it's really important not to just stand by and let things like this happen
1: very important now it's the
0: time right because otherwise it will
1: continue
0: oh yeah and we were talking about interracial relationships and that's one thing and that's you know slowly changing but the real problem here isn't um people of different races being friends or you know having relationships it's really about the groups of people or or individuals who who hate other you know groups of people for you know it's racism basically yes and police brutality in, in those kinds of cases, which could happen. I mean, there's been many cases people have pointed out where police kill white people too. Of course it happened happens disproportionately for black people. So I think, um, you know, there's definitely, you know, a, a institutional racism in many police departments and we we need to confront that and you know finally do something about it but i mean it could be there are so many police officers who are good and and do a lot of good things you know they're very helpful of course but there's a small percentage that maybe they're not screened properly they don't realize they're they have this problem, you know, like a violence problem or a hate problem. Um and maybe they get in and and you know, ruin some of these departments and do things, you know, using their authority. Mm -hmm. You know, that's part of it. It's not necessarily, quote unquote, the police. You know, it's like one individual police officer. And I mean, in this case, there were four, you know, three stood by and and watched. And, you know, Mm -hmm. part of that could have been fear, but they they should have done something at the time. So they should be charged as well. Of course. But what, what do
1: you think like racism come from? It's about you know the 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 belief that people have about other people. Oh yeah, I mean instill you know what they were told, you know growing up the way that they were raised, and and you know them, you know just, um, agreeing to stereotypes.
0: Right. That's a big part of it. I mean, some people are raised in the same environment and come out the opposite. You know, they're raised in a racist environment and they leave and they become their own person and say, no, this is, you know, I'm not doing this. But yes. then there are people raised in, in families and, and groups and, and, you know, there are hate groups that are around and you see them. Um, so, you know, where, how does that happen? How do individuals, you know, hate other people? I think, you know, part of it, they're being raised like that. Part of it is possibly some kind of mental illness where, um, say there's, for example, a hate group where, where somebody just comes from an ordinary family, Nobody is really a hater or, or a member of one of these organizations. And then they go to the Internet and find a group and join it and become militarized in it. You know, that, that a lot of it is mental illness. Yeah. So I mean they they're looking for
1: They're looking to be part of something. They're looking to be, belong somewhere. That's for those, you know, right, individuals that would integrate those groups. They they need something more than, you know, what they know and they don't even realize, you know, the 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 negativity of the group. They just want to belong somewhere. So, yeah, it's part of it's just, you know, People growth is different. Like you said, they might be raised in a family that had this kind of idea. They might be raised in a family that it's totally opposite to, but then it's your personal growth. Whether you're gonna choose to to keep, you know, what you've learned. And in that case, if you were raised, you know, in a place where people, you know, were discriminated or, you know, or that's what you learn then you're going to grow up that way and you're not going to question anything or you're going to get out of it you're going to do the opposite like you said and for the other one uh that pick to belong to a group it's because they have nowhere else to go they kind of lost and they they're not really in touch with themselves and they will go anywhere where they be able to belong and those hate groups are probably the lower things at the bottom right they're not something that really people want to belong to. So right. they think that that's something that can be a, a a place for them because they feel they don't feel good about
0: themselves. You
1: know? Oh,
0: yeah. You know, there's, I mean, because from our perspective, Sandrine, right, um, we believe, you know, everybody comes here with, with a soul. And, you know, we're all here to learn. And there is you know, like, I don't, I kind of believe that, you know, people lose their way. And it's really, you know, sometimes it's difficult to understand why we're put in this world in such drastic circumstances. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. why does this stuff happen? And Yeah. yeah, like, like what, you know, and then we usually say, you know, we're here and, you know, we both kind of believe that we're here to grow our souls. So what is the purpose of this type of stuff going on?
1: Well, we, we hear, that's what we believe. We hear as a soul and in order for us to evolve, we have to go through challenges and whether you're going to be connected to your soul, the more you are connected to your soul, the more you're going to take those challenges as growth and the more you're going to evolve. But if you are disconnected from your soul, you might stay at a certain level that doesn't allow you to, to grow and, and overcome and, and think, think, you know, outside the box, like think in a way that you don't have to believe everything that everybody's saying, you know, you have to, to find your own truth for yourself. And that will be questioning everything, questioning the belief, questioning your conditioning. And in those way, you'll be able to evolve and see if it is the truth for you. It's like looking for your own truth in order to evolve and, and get in touch with your soul. Right. That's what we believe.
0: Right. Yeah. No, that's Mm -hmm. that's very well put. I mean, some countries like China, where they don't allow the people to, you know, read and and see certain things, it's kind of hard to get information and they're indoctrinated Mm -hmm. into ideas. I mean, even us, you know, we turn on the TV, we see these horrible things, but the media is actually steering a lot of it. Um there's I mean I saw something and and who knows you know because what you see it's not always the truth either but I did see a clip on on social media about um in Minnesota where all this destruction is going on a really peaceful rally which mm-hmm. was beautiful you know if that it's is another
1: way you're not, not showing that hmm? which is another way and a, a, another way to you know, protest and still, you know, not be silent, but do something about exactly. it, show them that things have to change. And you know what? This is very much more important because with the COVID-19 and we've been, you know, uh, quarantined at home for a few months now, and this is the first time that we have something that unites the whole world together. This is a major like shifts that it's happening because with the internet and now with the virus, we are connected so much more than we were ever in the history of mankind. The whole world is together. So this is the opportunity for that change. This is the opportunity to think and, and look at what has been done and, See that it's not working. And for that, we have to, you know, like Gandhi was saying, be the change you want to see in the world. That's exactly what it is. Each of us have to agree individually to change ourselves in a way that's going to benefit us for our growth, for us to evolve, but also our, you know, teach our children, speak to our neighbors, educate each other in order for us to grow and, and make kind of um you know, have a chain reaction of, of agreement to start thinking, you know, better, to be saying better thing and doing better thing. You know, that's the Buddhism, you know, philosophy that is like the simplest, you know, um, think the right thing, say the right thing, do the right thing. There is nothing complicated about that. But for that, we really need to teach the next generation because they're going to be the leader of tomorrow. Right. I, we, I remember. We have to pay now, on
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember, um, you know, after 9 11, when, you know, you'd see all these films of the children being indoctrinated into the groups to become terrorists. Mm. And I was thinking, if only we could get to them then because yeah. yeah you know that's the age where you know it if if you know nothing else it's yeah. really hard to you know even though you might kind of yearn for something more and think there's something more than this you may not do it you may not take that leap and all you know is what you've been taught exactly And, you know, everything that I say sounds very
1: idealistic, like, oh, there is so many more layers to to the issue, and I understand that. But I'm saying that's where it starts. That's where we all start. If I make sure each day I'm going to do, you know, think and do the right thing and say the right thing to everybody I, I, I come in contact to, if my intentions are good, And if we are inclusive of one another,
0: you know, um, things can change. I mean, that's what we want. Yeah. And I think things are changing. Yeah. Things are better than they had been years ago. Um, People are more into meditation and mindfulness now than ever before. The spirituality movement Mm -hmm.
1: is is larger. It's growing. That's true. Very true. In the past 10 years, it became a lot more. And that's good. And we're going in the right direction. We each have to work individually on ourselves, on our personal growth, to be able to help you know, our immediate family, our extended family, our neighbors, our co-workers, and so on. And this is how we change the world, by changing our world individually to push people to be better and to do better. And to educate themselves.
0: Yeah. And it's also, I think, about taking a stand like we talked about earlier. Like not just sitting by when something like this happens. Because it's very easy Mm -hmm. to not get involved and just remain neutral. But there's really no neutral in this. Um, If if you do that, you just allow things to happen. You're almost condoning it. Yeah. So it's really important to speak out against things like that.
1: Yeah. I mean I speak with my children all the time and we were talking about the same thing and I'm like, you know, you guys have to really you know, there is a lot of rules and like for example, uh you know, when it comes to education or a job, they're asking for your race. Mm-hmm. I I, I don't know. Like this is something that shouldn't be. I know they're doing that for demographic and seeing you know to be equal and things like that. But that doesn't make thing equal. Well, that to I, me, make to me, make me feels as if oh, if we don't have enough minority, then we're gonna hire minority, right? To make to well, really, but like,
0: yeah, it's because of, like again, um, this country is very different from Europe. So yeah. because of the history, things are very much unequal here. And those questions and some of the programs are an attempt to, you know, make things a little more equal. And, you know, this has happened also. Think about it. Um, you know, this isn't just a racial issue. This is, you know, a gender issue. It's a mm-hmm. yes. women's rights issue because, you um, you know, let's see when I don't remember when gay marriage became legal, but I think it was like less than a decade. Um, right. but yeah, I mean for a while and I think it still is legal to fire somebody for being gay. I'm not sure. I know I was a member of the company I work for. We have, um, uh, business resource groups. And I remember hearing that they were one of the things we did was, uh, became act, active in trying to get some of the laws in some of these states to change. Mm-hmm. But I think, it, you know, certain prejudices, like we said, you know, interracial marriage was legal and, and might still be in certain communities. Um, certain areas still have the right, in, you know, not to hire people because of their sexuality. And, you know, for decades, we've we often hear that women don't have the same um, ability to achieve as do men. So, you know, there, there's been like a whole history of inequality. And and I think like part of that, even though like if the world was perfect, everyone should be the same, but you know, like there's also the other side where, um, it's thought that we have to consider things like race and take them into account because things aren't equal. Yeah, I understand. I understand that point. It just,
1: I don't know. It's just amazing that we have to do that, that it's not for your your grade that you enter college or for your competence that you get the job.
0: It's a shame it has to be like that, that, you know, that we can't just be, you know, colorblind and, and, you know, not, but, you know, until people get rid of these uh, prejudices um, you know, it, it's going to come up as, as an issue, you know, or, an, um, you know, like, for example, if there's a company doesn't have um, a diverse population, they do try to increase the diversity. But, they, you know, it, it's, it's a shame that things aren't just like that. They just aren't fair all the time. But anyway, I think um, we made some good points, which is that, you know, as we always say, you know, going within, um, working on yourself and, you know, doing the right thing all the time. And now we're talking about standing up for other people and standing up for what you believe in. Are you still there? No. okay hello we're still recording and you lost we lost you we were i was saying that you know we made a lot of good points i don't know when you lost me but we you know the points were to uh, go inside and you know be who you are and stand up for what you believe in that was some of it
1: And and make sure that you pass it on to, you know,
0: the next generation to
1: the next generation. So maybe things will change a little faster if everyone is in the same, you know, agreement to to take a stand. And enough. We we have spent enough time on this. Yeah. You know, it's time for a change. It's time to question things and, and and why and how and let's let's make a change.
0: Okay, well, that that's great, and um, I think that wraps it up pretty well. And, um, you know, if you like this podcast, we invite you to listen to the, you know, our older ep- episodes, the ones to come, and please rate us. Um, it's really important for us to get ratings and comments, so we appreciate that. And we'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information or to schedule an astrology reading or coaching session, visit everythingnoetic.com.